Welcome to Stories That Stir. Woohoo! I've got no natural ability for the drums and I, I don't know anything about sales. And he said, Well, didn't you say to me this week that you needed to do something challenging in order to re engage in life? Didn't you say you needed to climb a mountain? We're in our brand new venue. This is a gorgeous place, I'm sure you'll all agree. It's called Number Five Restaurant and Bar. So I created Stories That Stir to break down barriers, stir conversation, and inspire positive change. And I think it's working. (laughs) And the reason I say that is, one of my friends who have been to every single event, she was actually a speaker at one of my events, commented to me a couple of weeks ago that, you know, sometimes when she comes to these events, she hears stories that are completely beyond her reality. Like it's things that she would have never comprehended in her reality and never has experienced and probably wouldn't experience these things that she hears about. And sometimes it makes her feel a little bit uncomfortable. But in that discomfort, she finds empathy and it opens up her mind and her heart to other people's point of view and what other people are going through. And that is exactly what Stories That Stir is all about. It's about giving you the chance to get a glimpse into amazing people's lives and all the different things that go on in our lives that very likely don't go on in our own lives and just having a bit of empathy and and altering your, your view of the world in some way. I'd like to welcome everyone listening to the podcast as well. Stories That Stir is recorded live for our podcast because when I started this event, I wanted to make sure that it's not just the people who could physically be here in the room in Sydney that would benefit from the stories, but that anyone could tune in from anywhere in the world. So, yeah, welcome to our podcast listeners. We love you as much as we love all the people sitting here. (laughs) I'm extremely excited to bring on our next speaker. I met this gorgeous woman last year. I can't believe it was only last year at a business women's lunch and she was just full of energy as you'll see and we got chatting and I asked you know what 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 she does what's her shtick and she said that um she amongst many other things she teaches or works with children um to help them find their sparkle and their joy through singing and I just said remember I said can I just put you in my pocket and take you home with me? <laughs> and I didn't quite put her in my pocket, but um, kind of metaphorically I did because ever since that time we've been very firm friends. Absolutely love this woman. She's a singer. She's a performer. She's a brilliant human being. Please welcome Corinne Gibbons. Thank you, Monica. Hope is just a word unless we make it a verb. We need to put hope into action to activate hope. In late 2003, I had a series of life events that were life-changing over a period of eight months. It commenced with having a large amount of reconstructive surgery on my face after skin cancer. My marriage of 13 years ended. I moved to Japan as a singer, doing shows in Kyoto and Otsu, and three days in, I actually cracked three ribs and broke my pinky toe, which was very challenging as a singer to be breathless and limping. 
as part of the show. So I wove it into the show and I became a cabaret show and I limped around and sang songs and interweaved language in between and actually made people laugh, which was good for me and uh, a very uh, different kind of show than I was used to presenting. But then I received a phone call that was utterly shattering and I received a call saying that my younger sister, Danielle, who I'm incredibly close to, was missing and she was missing in Fiji and that brought me to my knees. I allowed myself a few hours of inaction and then I had this thing come into my head, this idea that the love that I had for her was so incredibly powerful that I could change the stars and move the mountains necessary to find her. So my whole family travelled to Fiji and we mounted a large-scale search for her. It's actually not uncommon for divers to go missing in Fiji. We had so many people, friends and family assist us in the search for her and we did mount the largest search that has ever happened in Fiji but we didn't find her. And two weeks into the search, my grandmother passed away. So I was at my lowest. I was at my lowest ebb. I felt helpless. I entered the desert of despair, crushing grief, and I was completely lost. I had so many of my beautiful musical community reaching out to me, offering me lifelines uh, with music and asking me to perform with them or do shows but they, I was just unable to accept any of their invitations. I just couldn't imagine being an entertainer. So I stopped work for a while, and then one day a dear friend said, so Corinne, what would it take for you to sing again? And I said, well, look, if someone offers me an enormous amount of money for a very short period of my time, then I may consider doing the job. And he said, well, how does a thousand bucks for five minutes sound? I said, you know, I can, I can do that. <laughs> Five minutes, sure can. And it was for this thing called team building. Now, I'd never even heard of the word team building. But I went into AT&T and the theme of their event was Tell It Like It Is. And I wrote a song called Tell It Like It Is. And I sang it with people as they came to work. I sang it in the elevators. I went into the conference room and I engaged their team in New York to join me in song as well. And none of that was in the brief, but something about doing this really reactivated my imagination. And I walked out of there thinking, wow, that's the first time I felt happy in such a long time. So I rang my ex-husband and I said, you know what, Steve, I actually have just done this thing that made me feel happy. <laughs> And it's called team building and I'm considering that maybe I might be able to explore this as a, as a possibility for myself and actually activating people's voices. And he said, well, we have these acquaintances that run a team building company. Why don't you just give them a quick call and, and ask them a few questions? And I said, well, okay, I, I'll call them. And just through a series of miraculous, serendipitous uh, conversations, I met the director of the company and they offered me a job as a lead facilitator and also their sales rep for Southeast Asia and the Middle East. Now, 
I turned the job down because I've never played the drums and I certainly don't have any natural ability for it. And I'd also had no uh, sales experience. However, I went home and my, my flatmate said to me, so how did it go? And I said, well, you know, it went really well, but I turned the job down because I've got no natural ability for the drums and I, I don't know anything about sales. And he said, well, didn't you say to me this week that you needed to do something challenging in order to re-engage in life? Didn't you say you needed to climb a mountain? He said, wouldn't learning the drums and moving to Southeast Asia, to Singapore, be that mountain, be that challenge? I thought, oh, shit, I've got to take the job. So <laughs> I rang them back and I said, you know what? I'm going to take the job. You know, when do I need to move to Singapore? And they said, well, two weeks. And I said, great. I invited a girlfriend of mine, Kelly, over for dinner. And I said, and after dinner, if you wouldn't mind teaching me the drums, that'd be great. Kelly and I worked in a rock band for many years together. Anyway, the journey was not easy because two days into my drumming training, I discovered another skin cancer on my arm and I had to have it removed. So I couldn't break the stitches. I had to learn the drums one-handed, which is kind of challenging. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got on the plane to Singapore and I had all of my guitars and one suitcase and I sat on the plane and I started to cry because I thought, you know what, this adventure, this escapade as a drummer going to Singapore and having to facilitate something that you have no idea what you're doing, you have no experience, you might be legitimately crazy. This is kind of nuts. So I... I landed in Singapore and I, I, I walked out of the airport and I was ushered into a cab and this lovely man said, so what brings you to Singapore? And I said, well, you know, I've just been asking myself that same question for the last eight hours. This piqued his curiosity and he said, well, you know, please explain. And I gave him a capsule of my journey and the mission that was ahead of me. And he turned around to me and he said, I'll help you. It was a really precious moment. He drove me to a storage unit. We picked up 300 instruments, very small in instruments, and put them in the back of his cab. He took me to the airport the next day for my first facilitation, which was in China, and he was there at the airport to meet me when I returned. That man and I worked together for several years until he actually retired, and he gave me so much support and hope and he also gave me the most ultimately brilliant welcome to the country that would be my home for the next 14 years he grounded me it was it was the most beautiful gift so needless to say I did that job for 18 months drumming all over for thousands of people and uh, engaging them in team building and then I decided I really got to stop this I'm a total imposter and I formed my own team building company and I went to study choral direction in Canada. And when I returned from Canada, I sat at a dinner table that very evening and I met my new business partner. And Discover Your Voice was founded in 2007. And I've had the great joy of inviting people to find their voice through my team building company. And I also wrote an album called Melt 
which the two weeks after I finished penning the album, I met my executive producers who said they would love to fund the record and then I ended up partnering with National Geographic and making a multimedia show about connection to each other and connection to the earth. And I've had the great pleasure of performing that around the world. And I also discovered my joy for mentoring young voices through my search for the Sparkle program, which invites young people to keep songwriting journals of their childhood, tune into their own wisdom and believe that the dream that they are seeking is seeking them. And that has been one of the lights of my life. So I'm going to read this last little bit. (laughs) I just wanted to say one last thing about hope. When we open up to telling the stories of ourselves, the stories from our hearts and our truth, we truly engage in a big possibility of hope. Language is a big part of hope. How we communicate to ourselves and to each other is hopeful and the possibilities are infinite and limitless and inspiring for our future when we speak from our truth. Hope is always offering the possibility of change. We are all the stories that we tell ourselves. Our stories limit us or they do set us free. Courage and fortitude, that's where hope lies. Thank you. Thanks, Corinne. And last year, um, Corinne launched a book called 10 Reasons Why Singing is Freedom. So check it out. It's really good. Uh, Corinne is one of these women who just lives from one serendipitous moment to another. She, it's incredible since the tragedy of her sister and probably before that, but from what I've heard since then, she's just free in the world and just follows her instinct and goes wherever her gut tells her to go, her heart tells her to go. And we speak quite often and I hear about her amazing adventures one of which she's just come back from, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very I'm grateful to have Corinne in my life. If you'd like to buy tickets to the next Stories That Stir event, the link tree is in the show notes. <laughs>